This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to iFanboy Special Edition X-Men First Class. iFanboy Special Edition Podcast and X-Men First Class. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello, Connor. And Josh Flanagan. 
I'm going to develop an Irish accent as we keep doing this, but for now, <laughs> sticking, with, sticking with American. We are at fanboy.com. Normally, we talk about the week's books, but uh, we t- occasionally we talk about the movies. And this is a lot. There's a lot of movies this year. We already, t- already talked about Thor. We got Captain America and Green Lantern coming up, as well as Cowboys vs. Aliens. But right now, the one that for so long flew under the radar against all these other big time blockbuster films I'd, is X Men First Class, the uh, <laughs> sequel slash prequel slash reboot. Of the Fox X-Men franchise. I don't see which, how you can say one bad Photoshop thing that declared that the movie was going to be terrible was under the radar. We'll get to that. When I saw that poster, I'm like, there's no way this movie's going to be any good. <laughs> <laughs> I so, saw a first draft leaked poster and I thought, forget it. Forget it. That's it. No, I'm not even going to see it. I can't. <laughs> so if you recall, this would, be the, the, this would be the third movie Fox has made with X-Men characters in it. No, it's uh, the, the fourth. It's the third movie that Fox has made with X-Men oh. characters. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, I understand. I, now, now, wait, is it's the diehard joke. Is Wolverine Origins that bad that we don't include this it as well? the third movie. Okay, Fox fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you have, however, you can refer to it as Wolverine, the search for the jacket. That yes, we do exactly. That. <laughs> that was a very elegant fan film. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ron, Ron you, everyone who listens to the show knows you're the big X-Men fan. You live and die by the X-Men. So let's start with you. What did we think? of the film well it was funny because I, I, I ref- as I as I was going to the movie theater I was reflecting on the fact that it is 10 years ago this year yeah. mm-hmm. that X-Men 1 came out so yeah. it, yeah, 11 it, no it came out in 2000 2001 2000 2000 shit so 11 years, years. Yeah. so the movie that kind of kicked off this whole decade plus of superhero movies 10 years passed and um Still lingering in my in in the, the the bad taste of my mouth of Wolverine Origins, which which honestly in retrospect wasn't it was comical, but it wasn't as awful. But it uh, was. Yeah. Have you seen it since? No, I haven't. I really it's, should. It's it's bad. Um, it's worse then, actually. Then there was the movie that should never be named. All I gotta say is that walking out of X Men First Class, uh, which I saw today, so I'm coming off of this fresh, and I tweeted this. So if you saw my Twitter, I apologize, but. Um, I now have a better appreciation for karma than I've ever had in my life because we had to go through the badness of X3 and Wolverine to get to this wonderful, fantastic moment of a movie that filled every hope and dream for an X-Men movie I've ever had. Ever. (laughs) Ever. Like seriously – uh, right out of the gate, I know normally we talk about what we think. We, we kind of we, – we break it down. We say, you know, you know, good, bad, whatever. Right out of the gate, five stars, A+, better than Thor, best comic book movie in fucking years by a long shot. This is the, and, and I, I got teary-eyed during the movie. I, I literally got – I got emotional. I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> it was – Well, keep talking. You just keep talking, Ron. Josh, I can have a cigarette. <laughs> It was because it's the '60s now, you know. And so, well, and that's it. And that's the thing is that, and I thought about it, and I never, I've never admitted this to anybody. So I'm coming, Uh I'm kind of, I'm revealing. But while Brian Singer's first two X Men movies were very, very good, and I'm not disputing those, I always had this lingering back of my mind kind of nagging feeling that, and very similar to how I felt about Grant Morrison's run on X Men, that these aren't my X Men, that they are X Men, but these aren't Mm -hmm. my X Men. And, I can see that. And, and, and it really made sense because if you look at it, Brian Singer was really tapping into – well, actually, well, first he did and then Grant did. But it was that two th- late 90s, 2000s, leather, you know, a different take on the X-Men um, that was of that time. Whereas this movie was – took place in 1963, was – Two. S- s- two and three. 
The Cuban Missile Crisis was two. Six, oh, two, right? Yeah, two. Okay, sixty-two. Um, and um, and was was had Stan and Jack's fingerprints written all over it. And while Fox and the producers take liberty with the characters and with some of the story elements and things like that through the years, and in this movie there are characters that weren't introduced in the comics until two thousands, things like that. Like Kickass, what Matthew Vaughn did to Kickass, this movie was so true to the spirit and the voice of the X Men that I could give two shits about what characters are in it because it worked. I had, no, I, I had a, sorry, I had a very similar thought that that coming out of the film that this felt way more like an X Men movie than the other two. It actually was on such a high. And I really, I really loved this film too. I was on such a high afterward. I went, I literally went home and watched X Men X Men Two. Dude, so, dude, so did I. I just back. literally just finished watching X Men One, and after this, I'm watching X Men Two. And yeah, I watched them back to back afterwards, and that, that's how excited I was to be in that world again. Exactly. But, this, I know but, but even, but it felt more like they, they were all young. They were training. Yep. Well, well know, Professor no, no, Xavier but, was teaching them. It really felt more like an X Men story than the other two. Did. Know what's so crazy about that? I'm, and I, I'm oh man, I, I'm, I am love it that you saw it. I love it that you did that too because I ran home to watch X Men because I had this nagging feeling. And we'll talk about it as we get more in detail, but there are a lot of hooks to the first three movies. Yes, in this in this movie, two. like to the point where to, no, honestly, actually, I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna watch X three again. Like honestly, I've, I've cut it out of my continuity. It doesn't exist. It's fine. It but happens. but no. But the thing is, is that like the the, the thing is like to the point where and, and like I said, we'll get in details. But there's stuff where I'm like, I think a lot of people aren't gonna realize how honor honoring the first three movies Matthew Vaughn and his crew did. And well, I think that's Brian awesome. Singer was a producer. True, yeah. yeah. So, so when you when you when you introduced this and said this was like prequel, sequel, reboot, I don't even think this is a reboot. This is a prequel. It's you know. reboot in that they want it to be a new, a new. It's uh, sure. Yeah. It's like it's like what Jeff Johns does. Yes. Yeah. Like it. Like, like yeah, it's in continuity, but we changed some things that we need to. Well, let's, I, I, let's, I, let's do a quick spoiler. Just spoiler warning. Yes. Yeah, spoiler warning. Okay. Now, Josh, go ahead. Um, there's a spoiler warning, and uh, what I was thinking is that you know how you said like it it. It didn't do all the details the same. It didn't like I don't know the details. I didn't read the X Men back then. I you know well, I know the, vaguely what the X Men are, but I couldn't tell you. Oh, that's not right. It's not the way. No, it is no. In do the you know why book. this was genius though? Why? Wait, no. Let me get to the point. Okay. Uh, but uh, as I'm watching it, I I realize that because I don't know that stuff, the idea that them getting away from a source material or something is as being a bad thing is dumb, because I didn't know the difference and I I enjoyed it. So it's right. not like. It's only if you know it, and most well, people don't know but, it. But that's why this is genius, though. And just to, just to quickly summarize the plot for everybody, um, the movie starts off when we see Professor Xavier and Charles Xavier and Magneto as children, and we see Professor Xavier meets Mystique, and that builds the Professor Xavier-Mystique relationship. And then, um, and then it jumps back to the 60s, and we see how uh, Magneto and Xavier meet up, and we see how basically the X-Men come to be formed. And under what, the auspices of the CIA, on the auspices, which, yeah, which cool. is which is yeah, which is very cool. Now, what's super super interesting is that, and to your point, Josh, the story they told just now technically never been told in the comics. Yeah, and it, what's what, that's what's genius. So, like, I'm hoping this is a trilogy or a, or, or they're gonna set up a series because the next movie they are set up primed to pick up at X Men number one. Well, like, you don't exa- end, like you don't like, end a movie on a on it. Well, it's a spoiler, but on a huge downer. Yeah. Yeah. And then not go back. Right. Yeah. No, I don't exactly. think. But but what but that's what I, when I got out of it, I was like, oh my god, the next movie's totally just is is going to be 
you know, you know, it, it put all the pieces in place to now move forward, and it, oh, it was just oh, it was great. It was great. Well, I mean, it's not going to be X number one because the no, no, I know, but, in, in the, a, but the feeling of it, is, unquote, and that's, yeah, it's yeah. it's a movie universe, and I still understand all the people that are complaining that it wasn't the actual first class from the film comics. It was the first class from the film. Yeah, I'm, anyway, I'm fine with it. Which, the, and it's, whole, that, go, that goes back to the vision and the spirit of the movie that it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like X three that didn't have the vision and the spirit of the X Men, or when we've seen a a, 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 a comic book adaptation movie that doesn't capture that spirit you know um that's why it works that's why i don't give a shit that havoc was on the team not cyclops i don't give a shit that uh, that azael or whatever his name is chuck austin azel chuck austin creation azazel which is an abomination and a let's force something down our retcon down our throats and give nightcrawler a father and that's something i don't care because it because it's so true to the vision i I went with it and it was cool so now let's talk about what was good i love i love well first of all you said it's a period piece but i love these sort of Mod James Bond vibe too the whole thing. How it was nice. Austin Powers meets X Men. Well, well, that, but it was the, the whole the, Nazi hunter uh, Magneto as James Bond killing all the Nazis that he wanted to get revenge on from the concentration camps was very, very sort of spy. How, how much? How much do you want a Magneto Nazi hunter prequel movie? Yeah, exactly. The yeah. whole a whole Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw's the villain. His whole Bond villain. <laughs> Get did up! You, yep. Did you laugh in his special room in the submarine? Yes, I, I, I did, and I and I'm in a good way. Yes, yeah. I'm sure. Well, that, 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 that's but that's a that, of a cat. But that's the thing about like a, a superhero movie set in the '60s. There's such a, like a a warning or a a opportunity to go campy. And while there was a little bit of camp, you know, like Xavier said, groovy and, and Shaw, it wasn't campy at all. It wasn't you know like playing down to it. It just was. It was what it was. Yeah, they used the sixties technology. They had the yep. old maps moving pieces around like with magnets, which oh, was cool. I like I like the whole aesthetic fantastic. of Yeah, yep. I love the aesthetic of the film that they went I mean the only thing that didn't slightly work in the aesthetic was the young kids didn't really seem like sixties kids. Uh Mystique yeah. did and Beast did, but like Banshee and Havoc didn't but didn't really matter. Yeah. Because um, they weren't really the main. The main characters were Xavier and Magneto. It was about their relationship. It was about their growing relationship. I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, the, the 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 star of the movie is Fastbender as Magneto. Oh my god! Um, Halfway through, I went Fastbender. Holy no, shit! Yeah, and, and like, and the thing is, yeah. but but even but even beyond that, I thought McAvoy was a great Xavier. Great. If, you, I, if you close I, your eyes, you can see Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Like, I don't, I don't like. Uh, McAvoy, just as a rule, like I don't, t- but I loved him in this. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic from the beginning. Drunken cavorting, uh, I love Xavier drunken hitting on, stu- hitting, hitting, hitting oh. on okay. So, so right there, um, Connor, did you catch this when you watched X1? The, the speech that he uses to hit on the girl in the bar is nearly word for word the same speech as the opening of the first X Men movie. Yes, you're right. Which I when, I when I was like, oh my god! You see, you're talking about those little hooks into the movies that are just so genius. That was great. I gotta admit. I'm, you know, like, not there's anything wrong with it or whatever, but I'm a straight man. I like women, that sort of thing. But that scene when they're playing chess on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, I was like, oh, these guys are awesome. Oh, it was fast spender, sexy time. Fast, and, and yeah. the thing was, and the fashion, like, I, I'll be honest, yeah. I was like, I was like, look at Magneto's boots. He had the, he had the ankle <laughs> the, high boots. Oh, the, yes. The first time that they showed Fastbender in, um, in street clothes, and he had that, uh, like, before he went into the Swiss bank, yep. and he had the hat on, yep. and, like, the straight yep. up sort of madman get up. I was like, that dude looks good. Even when he went to, <laughs> when he went to Argentina with the, with the white yeah. linen outfit. And, oh, yeah. God. Well, no, there the was not a scene where Magneto did not look good. Was, I want 60s fashion to return big, big time. And not yeah. just for the men's clothes, but I kind of like the mini skirts and boots. Oh, well, I, by the way, I just want to get this out of the way right now. I, I love you, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> uh, I want that to be clear. Who's Jennifer uh, Lawrence? Mystique. You kidding me? Mystique. Oh, it was Mystique. She was all right. I, 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 I made an actress no, Mystique. For, for my money, it was all Moira. 
Ah, uh, although that that was so the the greatest kind of character stretching was they just basically took the name Moira Metaggart and made her well, into a CIA agent. Which, but right up until care. the it's end, like, like yeah. she was like fairly underused. Now, now like, the, it, yeah. That was the, the interesting thing. The interesting well, she well, hey, the Vegas scene used her all that I needed. Um, when she stripped down to her skivvies to sneak into uh, the Hellfire Club, um, this is lascivious. Yeah, but uh, it is. Uh, but um, what I thought was what I thought was interesting was that in the early days of the X Men, there was an established um, handshake deal between Xavier and the government. The government knew about the X-Men and there were people there who protected Xavier and stuff like that. So I like that having Moira and having that re- relationship set that up. Um, I loved nameless Oliver Platt. <laughs> we never got Oliver ca- Platt's one of those guys that shows up and I get real happy. Oh, totally. Uh, He's fantastic. And, and like, they never gave him a name, but it was, he was great, I thought. He, was, yeah. he just kept saying my facility and it's like a giant building. I was <laughs> like, like the one guy, the head of the CIA was like, no, you can't do that. Meanwhile, he's got all these fucking resources. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, um, it was also the the I just there, there was a great it was a, it was like a thriller vibe it, it was very different than the typical superhero action movie the first half, the first quarter was almost like a like a spy movie from yeah. the sixties yeah totally and oh, then, the first and half then, an hour I was like this is this is so fantastic I yeah. can't even I can't even contain myself yeah. oh, the, <laughs> speaking of Jennifer whatever her name Mystique the other the other nice little touch little hook was when when she tries to seduce Magneto and he goes you too young and she changes in, into Rebecca Romaine. It wasn't as good as the Hugh Jackman. Well, that that's okay. So that's the other thing. So I'm they, so glad so, I didn't see that. No, coming. no. Well, yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm okay. So, so spoiler warning again, everybody. If you haven't seen the movie, please press pause because I don't want to ruin this because I had no idea this was coming. But mm-hmm. um, so the, in the movie, they get the, you know Xavier gets hooked up with the CIA. He teams up Magneto. They get the Cerebro, which Hank McCoy built, which was awesome, and uh, you know looked like the Cerebro from the movie with the with the round room and all that sort of stuff, and. They get a list of mutants and they go out recruiting, and that's where we meet Angel, we meet Havoc, and you know all these kind of things. And it cuts to a scene. They walk into a bar, and the camera's focused on a cigar. And I literally grabbed the arm of my friend who was sitting next to me. I went, "No!" And the camera pulls out, and there's Hugh Jackman. And they walk up, and he just goes, "Fuck off!" And they walk no, out. He says, "Go." He says, "Go fuck yourself." And it was the only swear in the entire movie. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, and they lingered like he looked straight ahead, and it was like, I and I the the theater screamed. It was yeah. like, oh, it was, and, and I don't understand how the comics media the geek media mass media how did i saw this movie on saturday i didn't even see it on thursday or friday how did i not know that was coming thank you everyone for not spoiling yeah, that that's a, that's a good good point there. i have not been surprised in years in a movie and that was that got me completely my so. you know you know my, my thing about this was i actually compared a lot to the to the last star trek movie yes yep because that movie had problems uh there was things that were goofy about it there were things that you could totally pick apart if you wanted to but you didn't because you didn't care. Right. Like you were having fun and you liked everybody in it. Like I could, I could tell you right now that you know a lot of things were just pretty coincidental. Like, oh look, Mystique's in my in my living room. Great. You know, but I don't care. Yeah. Like I just had fun and I, I, you know, I you like, could pick it apart. Mm. I, I like to, I like to have the things that people would pick apart. They did like they explain, they explained how Mystique is young in the movie and all. You know what I mean? They explained that she ages. It takes her longer to age. Um, they, 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 they pretty much hit on every any little thing that I'd be looking to poke a hole in. They, there was an answer for which is there was, from, yeah. having watched the the. The, the next two, I guess, if you want to call them, yeah. uh, or the first two, uh, right after the film, there's a couple. I mean, there are things that don't match in the way that things don't match in Star Wars. And I'm not even talking about yeah. the prequels. I'm just talking about between the three. You know, the whole like Obi Wan Kenobi's. Oh, I lied. Yeah. Well, like that's I just watched. Yeah, I watched. Like, it, 
the beginning when he says, "Oh, I met I met Magneto when I was 17. We yeah. built Cerebro." I mean, and, and he's surprised be- that he can't get through. He's like, "He's must, he must be blocking me somehow." Yeah, but that I, th- th- that's inconsequential. It's you fine. can write it off as, as Xavier just not telling Wolverine the whole truth, or just romanticizing his his, his childhood or whatever. But also, yeah. the only other major glaring thing was when you saw Hank McCoy debating Sebastian Shaw on TV. That was the only thing that was yes. really glaring that didn't match everything else. You know, matched movie, which is but fine. Hank McCoy uh, debating Stryker Shaw. Was, oh, was that in two? That was in two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Striker was too old. Striker was Stryker, too Stryker's old. father. It was his father. Oh, oh was it? Interesting. Yeah, I, looked, I just looked on the nope. IMDb. Striker Senior. Nice. There you go. Taking care nice of work. Good job. Um, I thought the. I, I mean, but don't get me wrong. I, I thought, but I thought the 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 U.S. Army War Room was, but it, it was a little hokey. But but in the <laughs> way was, that it should be, it was awesome. No, it was it was like uh, um, strange uh, love. There you yes, go, strange love. It was yes. totally ridiculous, yeah. and uh, and and that's totally fine. I mean, but it's also how they draw it in the sixties. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that was like silly campy. It was all campy in the in aesthetic the context of the it was, comic book sixties spy James Bond aesthetic. Which was swing, it was like swinging sixties stuff, yeah. and it yeah. was fun for it. It was even a reason for yeah. Emma to be dressed like a slut. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Ooh, um, now let's. You know, if you want to talk about the only thing really, I mean, she's uh, she's the she, she's the squeaky wheel. Is a, she was is a she was, lady who is not a good actress. She had she had one good line, and that was when the CIA captured her about the war about a war coming. You know, like did you did you see that that scene looked exactly like Basic Instinct? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's not that's but intentional. That was the only good that was the only good moment for her. I thought was when she, she said she wasn't even in it all that much. Yeah, yeah. no, she, she wasn't really underused for, for for till the end. Which now I have to assume, Ron, that the very last shot of the movie. You melted into a puddle of happiness. Oh, I lost it. Well, because it was funny because I even made a point in the video show when we talked about X Men and and on in my post of what to look out for about how I love that they finally got the the helmet right uh, as close as they could mm-hmm. and we saw this black and silver helmet with the with the kind of a accoutre, magneto accoutrement whatever and I made the point where it didn't have the little horns and so at the end of the movie. Uh, Emma Frost is captured by the CIA, and Magneto and his and his folks, you know, come in, and and you just see the cape, and you see the the helmet, and you see, oh my God, it's red and purple, and like, but it's Fastbender's got his back to us, and the camera swoops around, and there's Magneto in all his fucking glory with the little horns on the helmet, and I nearly pissed myself. I think it's it's, it's exactly the costume. For the it's ex- no, well, no, no. What they did was they, the helmet is exact, and the 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 costume lacked the uh, like armor purple armor top by the shoulders but mm-hmm. w- when I looked at it um, and it's a bridge it's, close. it's a bridge to McKellen in the first movie because yeah. it's very uniform it's very Nazi uniform-esque yeah. um, and uh, not, not Nazi but you know what I mean like you know like Eastern Bloc kind of uniform-esque um, and so like I, I saw immediately how it could get to be how it could get to McKellen from that costume so yeah. oh. oh god it was so good <laughs> My God, Kevin Bacon! Talk about Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon was Kevin Bacon was the He was the best comic book movie villain that I can think of in recent memory. Yes, although the only complaint about Kevin Bacon was that he looked super goofy with the helmet because the point pushed in on his nose, and it was. (laughs) It's fine though. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, like his that sub was ridiculous. That sub was awesome. (laughs) The reactor room. I was like, come on. I know. I love. I love that there's this whole living room, and then I'm like, they're in the sub. (laughs) I know. That's what I said immediately, and they turned around and pulled out. I was like, you had to have known that already, right? There's no way for them to get TV down there, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, the and and like like we talked about Azazel or whatever, whatever. And Riptide, Riptide. I mean, he Is that he. The windy guy. The, well, no, the the token thug. Riptide yeah, the probably the Riptide probably had as big of a role in this movie as he did in the comics. Like he was just a thug in the Marauders. Like it wasn't like there was some great character that they underused. Like he was just a bad guy, and that's totally perfect. So. Um, 
You think uh, that they used the villains they used because they'd already used a bunch of them? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, they're, they're getting a little shallow in that area. Well, no, they're not. I mean, they're, the list is no, long. No, I mean, they, <laughs> they use them well, but yeah. I, I feel like, I was like, these don't seem like the most interesting characters. They were interesting from the standpoint of uh, the action aspect of it. Yeah. Like, I thought that the bad guys were actually much more f- formidable. Like, I was like, ooh, Magneto's going to win. Yeah, the... the um the the fight the whole Cuban the Cuba scene I thought was great the action sequence um, I love the training sequence and actually I thought Vaughn could have Vaughn could have gone more sixties in the with the boxes and stuff like that than he did I thought he played it a little safer than I would have liked to have seen like like they he repeated havoc three times in a row is the same thing I would have I would have liked to have seen like different angles or something like that like to make it a little more sixties but. Um, but the training scene was great. I mean, it, it had running. There was, there was a lot of sixty stuff in the way it was shot too. Yeah. There was a lot of like fast zooms. That was that's very from the from the sixties. There's a lot of. I mean, it was very. Even the music at times was very sixties. So I mean, he really sort of embraced it much more than I thought yeah. he would in a film from 2011. And I'll give eyebrows credit. What's his name? He was he was great as Hank. He he was Hank McCoy. He like that was mm-hmm. that was beast of the sixties. Like the, with the glasses the, uh, and the jacket the, and everything. The, the, his I, I, the suit or the sort of makeup after he was changed was yeah. a little rough. That I was the, that I was, think that was the weakest kind of uh, makeup thing in the world. But I don't. I'm not sure there's any way you can make that look good. Uh-huh. Um, I could. I and I couldn't when he growled and I was like, oh, I didn't need that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. But whatever. I mean, the costumes. I said it in my article. The blue and yellow costumes. They can work on a film, and they just did. Well, they were leather. You, they, yeah, they were leather. Were, were they leather? Yes, they I were. They were, more they were flight they were. suits. They were flight they were suits. Yeah. They were leather flight suits. That's fine. There's they no. Worked. It worked. Um, however, on the on the other hand, and why did why did they make him Irish? Why did why did why did Michael Fassbender have to be Irish and Banshee couldn't be Irish? Is what I want to know. Well, no, but that was the, yeah. that that costume. No way that works. Oh, what Banshee? Yeah. Oh, well, those those flappy wings. No, I don't care. Like he looked cool and it was fun, but I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's right. That's that doesn't seem physically <laughs> possible. Yeah, I mean, even the ha- changing Havoc's powers and making him a what little more Cyclopsy worked. We got the concentric circles. We got the circle thing. That was awesome. Like how um, we had to do a hula hoop at first to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and the accents were there. There was one when Magneto was walking out of the facility and and Xavier was talking was trying to keep him make him stay. Uh, McAvoy's accent slipped. I'm like, oh, well, there, there's. You well, know. then though, that wasn't nearly as bad as as, as Fastbender. At first, I was like, so where's he supposed to be from? Is he supposed Poland. to be German? And then it kept going away. And then by the time we got to the beach in Cuba, he was just like, no, listen, everyone. I was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That was, it was kind of bizarre that they didn't go like, cut. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Michael, I mean, you're talking in your regular voice. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was so blatant that it was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> let's loop this in. Let's go, let's, you know, like, let's, let's loop some dialogue. I mean, I didn't even notice it. I didn't even notice. No, he was, he was yeah. blatantly he's talking his Irish accent. Because <laughs> I was trying to figure it out the whole time, and then he got to that, and I was like, that doesn't sound German at all. And I was like, wait a minute, it's Irish. Um, He's Irish. So now, so now the the uh, Xavier uh, par- paralysis moment. I, I loved that. I thought part. that was great. I thought that. Was, I thought the fact that Moira do it. Well, I was like, eh, like I thought it would have been cool. Like if the if the coin went through Shaw's head and then it caught. Like if that. Like if if Magneto directly did it. But I think the tying into you know Xavier making the point to Magneto like no she didn't do it you did this like that was really good and oh man like they they got everything right I can't I can't find anything wrong with this movie. Why did they have a giant radar dish at Westchester? 
I'm wondering. That's a good question. I don't know if it that was, was actually, a big. That was a big radar dish. I don't know if it was actually on their grounds or was that some sort of installation next door. I well, don't, then I, you don't want to mess with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what they were doing. Move it over uh, here. Wait a minute. <laughs> there was a lot of Star Wars in this. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I like a lot. Like I think there was even a couple lines, and I was like, uh, "That's fine." Is there anything wrong with that? No, I, no but I, it was. It was fairly obviously the most Star Wars I've seen in the movie since GI Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. In a good way. Oh, I know. It's, it's oh man, it was size it, matters not. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, I mean, he's Darth Vader. You know what else that this movie did was it, it enhanced the films we've already seen. Yes, that because exactly. Watch, rewatching them now, the whole thing with Mystique and Magneto lends a whole new dimension because m- they've been together sense. forty years. Yep. When they sort of pal around in the second movie with each other, making fun of the other X Men. Yep. Um, it's it, there's more now. You get the history, the historical sense of it all, and plus. People complained about the fact that they inserted her into Professor Xavier's life, but he never encounters her in the first two movies. They don't. Right. Even, they don't. They never share the screen, so yeah. that's never contradicted. And, he, and it's very easily explained that he doesn't want to talk about it after forty years. Yeah, he's lost her to Magneto. So, but like, it, it made those scenes between Magneto and Mystique more compelling because you knew that of their history together now, and it just it made everything about the universe they've created better. You know, it, yeah, um, it, 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 that's what experience. I'm saying. It enhanced the, the the movies that were made already. I thought the Mystique's character development as establishing her as you know a runaway like Rogue in the first movie, and then comes in you know comes under the care of Xavier, and they become like brother and sister, and then. You know, you see, and she's ashamed of her looks, and Magneto saying, you know, no, be proud of how you look is totally what Magneto would say, and it just, it, it all worked, and it just it lead it up, led up to you understanding why Mystique is with Magneto in the later movies. Perfect. Perfect. I think she, it, she should be proud of it, but maybe smooth the bumps out. Yeah. Just yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. friction there. Yeah, she does, she'd look better in the, out of the costume, I think. <laughs> Um, you know, it was the makeup more than anything. It's a weird forehead, but out of the costume, look great. I, I, you know, like one of the things that I was is like they just had to rush through a lot. I remember twenty minutes in, and I thought I was like, boy, you just set up a lot there. So in order to do so, they had to go quite quickly. So like the second that that um, uh, Raven meets Hank McCoy, like okay, they're gonna hook up. But there yeah. was no. There was no playing around. It was like I'm in your face, and then a second later we're kissing. That's fine. Then, you know. That's fine. Yeah. It's just it's just the necessity. I thought it was just it's an interesting to note as the necessity of the kind of movie that they want. They try to settle those things up, and they gave a little bit of short shrift to some things in the in the you know in the idea in the uh, honor of getting it all in. Yeah. Well, hey, it ran two hours as it was, and it, and it didn't feel like two hours at all. And that's the thing. It flew no, by. it didn't. Oh, I didn't want it to be over. Why did it have to end? <laughs> oh God, it was great. I'm gonna go see it again and again and again. Uh, it was, how do you feel? Do you feel better now after I've all these years of com- bad X Men movies? Completely vindicated, completely redeemed, completely. And I love that I'm watching the first two movies again, and I might even watch the third. But um, I, I love that I'm, you know, like that it enhanced those movies and it plays into it. And I just want the next, the rest of the movies to be all set in the '60s. I don't give a shit. Just do it. Oh God! <laughs> Although the next one, in, like in the '70s, and they've all got you know like '70s cars, and yeah. that's that's not nearly as much fun. Um, no. I like the I like the the, <laughs> the numerous Xavier hair jokes. That was funny. I yeah yeah eh. I, the, I like might have been a lot of them, but there, I think one was good. One when, was when, good. with Cerebro, and he's like, "You sure we can't shave your head?" And he's like, "No, don't touch my hair." Like that was I thought it was funny. I like that we saw Xavier as you know, drunk student, you know, hooking up like young as opposed trying to, to – It wasn't exactly successful. Trying to hook up, right. Well, he That's had, what I liked about him. He, was, he had the first one. Raven ruined it. Yeah, he totally had the first one. He did, yeah. 
but um but we got to see a more aloof Xavier than the than the you know calm Patrick Stewart you know because he's older and that sort of thing. But uh, but the I thing was, like yeah, Charles. But the thing was, is it was totally plausible to see how he got there. You know, like yep. it, it totally worked. Oh, man, it was the, the chemistry. The, the the casting was really strong. The chemistry between McAvoy and Fastbender was really strong. They yeah. were they were they played off together really well. Um, and you totally bought that. The fact that they cared about each other, but they were such at odds. You knew they, there was no way they were going to ever reconcile the difference between the two of them. Yeah, Angel, I could have. I mean, could have been anybody. Darwin could have been anybody. Um, poor Brubaker, though. Jeez. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, he created his character and he gets killed. He's on the screen for five and he minutes. He was the black guy. Yeah, exactly. The black guy got killed. The only black guy in the entire you, world. You can't look too. Movie. You can't look too close at the minority, really, because if you look at it closely, all the all the minorities either died or went with the evil guy, Magneto, and all the white people stayed with Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think I think they should have held off on the on the superfied X chair a little longer. Yeah, there's a tiny there's a tiny bit of, of criticism yeah fair enough but, but that's so nitpicky that's i mean that's so small so man moira was oh she was great <laughs> she's <laughs> she's fantastic you should watch damages yeah oh man so but, all right Calm yeah down. i i just i i, I, I want to go see it again tonight i mean like that's how great it was and the the cr- end credits were like kind of saw bassy like they're oh it was it was perfect perfection well i think now i mean the idea that Matthew Vaughn has never made a bad movie. He's never made a bad movie. I agree. I agree. Have oh, you seen he's... Stardust, Ron? No, I haven't. It's Neil it's Gaiman. Neil it's, it's Neil Gaiman, right? Yeah, no. There's literally fairies in it. Yeah, no, I won't see that. Won't see <laughs> it's that. fantastic. I Robert trust, De Niro I, is so good in that movie. I trust Connor implicitly in telling me that that's a good, good movie. So, um, Now, unfortunately, we have a staffing issue at iFanboy because Paul wrote a review and gave it four to five stars. I'm gonna, Me and Carol and him are going to have to sit down and talk about that. <laughs> Because this was a five star movie by by all the do you guys disagree or I would give uh, it four four why? a strong, a strong I, I, four I would go with I wrote a preview article at the beginning of the of the movie season and I I guess I guess Thor would be about a B plus which is probably what I'd give it and I said this is probably about an A minus which is probably what I'd give it but so what 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 gets the minus uh, I think that it suffered a little from having. Um, the, all the henchmen were sort of uh, lifeless and They're without henchmen. personality. They're henchmen. I, I know that, but that was like the problem with the very first movie. Like Sabretooth and Toad were just dumb. Yeah. Uh, they were a little more formidable, I think, in this one. I think that I did like they had much, the I, Sorry to interrupt you. I did like Azazel or whatever. As much as I hated him, I did like the fact that they gave him a sword and made him a little swashbuckling and a little nod to Kirk. Oh, but anyway, so. I, really? Like it was like – I was like this is – after a while, I was like he's – so he's just exactly Nightcrawler. Yeah, well, that's all, that's all he was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I thought that Gene didn't get – I thought the ex-Gene didn't get passed on that way. You just get exactly what your dad had. That's, that's not uh, – there, there are some yes and no's. I mean, you know. Uh, I, I do. I think it rushed through a lot of things because it had to, and like some of the, just some of the things like came up really fast. Like they're all having fun in their little party room as kids, and then like five minutes later, the girls like, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave you guys. I'm gonna go with them." Like they kind of set that up before, but it was only with a sentence, and it's just like it would have been fun to sort of go into those things a little bit. But I mean, they're not real. They're not real complete. Like I said, A minus A. Like it's not perfect. Uh, Connor, I think <laughs> what girl grade grade it first grade it. A letter grade or star grade? Letter grade, letter grade. I'd say A minus is probably accurate. It'd be four and a half, four and a half stars. It, yeah. um, you guys are fired. You could tell that. <laughs> Kidding, I'm joking. <laughs> you could tell that they could have spent more time on some things, just technically speaking. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's not a secret that this movie wasn't given as much time as other films to, to be made, like other films of this caliber. So they, I they, feel like we were just getting were casting music, you know? Yeah, yeah the, totally. Some of the effects were rushed. Some of them could have been stronger. I mean, it was a really good movie for some of the reasons Josh said. It moved pretty fast. It gave you a lot of information. You kind of had to go for long for the ride, which is fine. It, well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily change anything. I think mm-hmm. if Alice Eve had been cast as Emma Frost instead of January Jones, she might not have been so bad on screen. It was just there was there was little, little things here and there, but it's really I have no major complaints. Now, I wouldn't change necessarily anything structural about it or story wise. That's fair. I just would have, you know, a little bit more time on the effects on in some of the some instances. Some instances were fine. You know what's um, interesting is the flying actually didn't look CGI. The it looked flying like, looked great. Like, looked yeah, like wire flying. Yeah, the um the uh, angel uh, banshee fight looked great. Um, yeah, like it looked it looked like the way they used to do flying, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, all right, that's fair. I can. I, I can... like the way that Azazel killed all the CIA guys. So that was really cool. He yeah. killed the, way they, the way they set yeah. it up with the sound effects. And yep. You didn't know what you were hearing, and then suddenly, you know, yeah, which that was cool. He, yeah. He's a really scary villain, which which okay, that's as what annoying as maybe in the comics, it was it was, you know, yeah. this guy's creepy. All right, I can take that. I, I give a solid solid A for. Where did he but, take but, them um, at the end? But um, yeah. Um, they, 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 they teleported away to where? It's like it's like the, let's not use your teleport to go get your friend uh, medical attention either. By the way, you know, like, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but whatever. Um, no, but I give I give it a, a solid A with with you know understanding that I'm a bit of a homer, so that's uh, I acknowledge that. But um, <laughs> right now it's the movie to beat. I mean, it's better than as uh, as, as predicted. Yeah, as predicted, it's the movie to beat. Green Lantern, Captain America. I have a lot to uh, have a lot to hold up. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> I think it's going to be the champion. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good. Cha- I think it's a real good. Summer of X Men. Here it comes. I love it. We're going to be wearing. Uh, we're going which to be means wearing- Monday there's going to be a big DC movie announcement. Yeah, I know. Sons of yeah. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to announce the Justice League movie with oh, uh, all Oscar-winning cast and Fassbender. Oh man, and they're going to get Terrence Malick to direct. Yeah, well, that's, the, that's, that's the X Men <laughs> legacy is to steal the talent from the X Men movie to go do a Superman movie. So well, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Oh man, it was so good. Thank you. I mean, seriously, this is karma. Every belief and optimism I've had about these characters on the on the screen. Ah, oh, God, it was great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the good thing is, I think some the you know if you look at the summer as a whole, I think we're gonna have a really fun summer at the movies. Yes. Yeah. This is this year's shaping up to be the best. So I'm excited about it. 2008 was pretty good. Although it's all yeah, down- no, 2008 still still the benchmark. It is it is it is still downhill from here though, because this is the best moment. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's saying Cap was better than Thor. Well, yeah, we'll see. I hope so. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I, I would just love to have a good Cap movie. Well, I, I, I mean, it. like, I, I don't get me wrong. I loved Thor. Like, I saw Thor twice. I mean, I, I really, really <laughs> loved Thor, and I'm not a Thor guy. I mean, we know we talked about this. Um, but I've I've said it. I said it before. I think Cap's got to be the blockbuster of the summer. Like Cap's got to be the. I mean, it's Cap, Captain America. I mean, my God, you know, like. So we'll see what happens. Fuck yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Although, <laughs> damn it, I want them to move it up to the Fourth of July. Why not? Because it's gonna be Transformers. Crushed, Transformers, which looks awesome. The trailer <laughs> oh no, was, no, was awesome. Talk no. about wait. Talk about awesome. Did you get the trailer for the movie with Hugh Jackman and the robots? Yes. No. Oh my yes, god, it looks amazing. Fuck that. I got the trailer for Planet of the Apes. Oh, I, that looks actually doesn't look that bad either. That looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, it looks awesome. It no, but Josh, you've, I was got, like, you've got to go. I don't even know what the fuck it's called, but um, it's it's, 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 it's basically name. you know Rock'em Sock'em Robots. 
It's it's basically if they made that into a movie set place in the future, it's amazing. It's amazing. What is what kind of dancing does Hugh Jackman do? No, he's boxing. What is it he called? So it's dancing. It's called um, Real Steel. Real Steel. It looks. You know what it looks like? It reminded me of Over the Top. <laughs> with robots. Yeah, with robots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is Jason Statham not available? <laughs> oh, it looks great. It looks seriously. Go watch the trailer. I'm not even joking. So. <laughs> oh god. All right. So next movie up is uh, Green Lantern in like two weeks, right? Yeah, we're, we're, they're coming fast and furious now. Oh, man. All right, cool. So, uh, so yeah, so go to ifanboy.com. We've got a whole – we've got Paul's written review of the movie. We've got a whole big discussion going on with everybody who's seen the movie. Get, invo- get involved in that. Talk to everybody. Tell everyone what you thought, what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ifanboy. Uh, anything, uh, check out our weekly you know, audio podcast and video podcast, all the great stuff we have at ifanboy.com. Anything else I'm forgetting? I'm really hyper and high because yeah. I'm no shit. <laughs> I want to go back to the movie theater. I actually would go see it right now if. if Dude, let's just know. go right now. I'll get on a plane. Let's go. Come on, let's go. I'll be there in like I five hours. I was trying to convince like my brother. Like, you want to go see X Men? Yeah. Let's go see X Men. X Men. Ron, Ron's manic. He's like, I'll get on the plane. Let's do it. What I'll do you go, want? I'll do it. Right it's now. fine. I don't need a. Jo- <laughs> like Those helicopters. Fat. What's going on? <laughs> see helicopters? I'll show you helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good, and Wolverine was in it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> It was perfect. I'm so glad they did that. Oh, that was the only the criticism. They, they lingered on him too long. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, they lingered on him for yeah, like they 20 minutes. You know, you know what that they was? That cut. was that was Boba Fett turning to the audience in in yeah. uh, in, yeah. in. They lingered on him way too long. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. go fuck yourself. Stop for a beat. Go on. But yeah. they they stopped for like 20, 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, no, this is Wolverine. Just so I, you know, I, they turned around awful fast. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> well, you would too. That guy said, <laughs> "Fuck yourself." I, Charles was like, I can read, don't go, just go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this, one's, this one's not going to work out. So. Besides, at that point, he, still, he doesn't have his adamantium. He's just, he's just a healing guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just a tough guy. Yeah, yeah bone claws, though. True. Well, it depends on if, if, the, if the movie continuity goes with the uh, origins continuity. I think it was Striker. It does. I think it, it's got to. Eh. So, anyway. Who knows? He didn't have a jacket, so. Yeah, okay. yeah clearly. You know, you know okay, I got to tell you, Magneto jackets. Uh, Better than Wolverine jacket. Magneto jacket was with the collar too, with the shirt, the t- uh, turtleneck. Oh god! And Bacon with the ascot. The fashion in this movie was Bacon, so good. Bacon every every outfit he had on. I was like, oh, he's really going for it. Yep. Like just totally. <laughs> and he did. And I, I was loving it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs> it was like he did everything that, like Bacon did everything that that uh, Willem Dafoe tried to do in Spider-Man, but without being hacky. Yeah. What I loved was on the sub how Aziz is all whatever, I can't say his name, and uh, Riptide were just like driving the, driving the sub. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> great. Oh, so perfect. It was a perfect... In their outfits. Yeah, in their suits. Yeah, I like how they're all well-dressed. And, but oh, perfect, non-campy, non-tongue-in-cheek, like straight telling this this movie and it happens to be people with powers and it just well, this is this set the bar so high Matthew Vaughn thank you so. <laughs> I think we know what won your summer yeah totally it's over <laughs> alright <laughs> alright so well, until, until, until Green Lantern and until, until next week's two weeks away yeah. yeah I'm Ron I'm Connor and I'm Josh Oh,